0: Mic check, Vicks. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Nice, nice. All right, word. Let's get to it. Ladies and gents, this is MD Podcast. Man, you know, I take a lot of pride being a hip-hop head, right? I take a lot of pride in getting access to the interviews that a lot of people can't get, all right? To make the long story short, ladies and gents, I'm from a city called Oxnard, California. I come from a long line of great amps. me man that only opened the doors for me this mc right here is somebody that i had a chance to just watch from the sidelines and and see the success and the levels that he reached from being in the legendary Cali wild crew a connection from cdp being from oxnard to getting the the biggest deal that i've seen that an oxnard artist can get from a major distribution major universal the deal with Fight Night, the major song placements, songs with Akon, and just his experience in the industry. I feel like this MC right here has been one of the most unsung, and you know, the, the competition in Oxnard can be so thick that sometimes we forget to give the flowers to the MCs that we respect while they can still smell them you know what I'm saying so I don't want to get into much into me talking <laughs> right. ladies and gents without no further ado man my big homie and one of the illest that ever came out the Ox Mr. Sean Biggs what up sir how you doing bro yo man I'm so I'm so delighted that you're here I know time is limited but we we may we may give them part one right now alright and if you okay. got a match we'll, we'll do part two no worries I know how to do I know how to transition this so Biggs, without no further ado, man, I always take it back to day one, to you know your your history. It's you got a crazy story to tell. So, all those listening, bro, where were you born and raised?
1: I was born and raised in Oxnard, California. Nice. Um, the old St. John's, the original spot where all the OG Oxnard, California people were born. Mm. <laughs> now it's a ghost house.
0: So. <laughs> So, Sean, let me ask you this. Uh Do you even remember why your family relocated to Oxnard? How did you guys end up in the Ox? Have you ever Um, thought about that story?
1: Yeah, well, actually, um, my aunts and uncles, they were all Navy brats. So they they traveled from different locations. My mom was actually born in Oklahoma. And... um, they went they moved to San Diego and then they found their way on uh Point Magoo base mm. and so um <laughs> yeah, yeah so that so that's how that's how that happened <laughs> was dad yeah. in
0: the navy was dad in the navy or something yeah
1: yeah dad was in the navy also and so you know somehow they met and I ended up here <laughs> you know dad's from Ohio mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: And ha- and I know one of the siblings that you have, I grew up with her that's like a sister to me, a homegirl. How many siblings you got, Biggs?
1: Um, well, long story short, I actually have um two half-brothers that are twins. So mm-hmm. I have um two brothers and one sister. Those nice. are all my siblings. What yep. up,
0: Stays? What up? <laughs> what up, yep. Biggs family? Shout out
1: to uh My other brother, his name's Sean also, and I have another Mm. brother named Davon. So, shout out to them.
0: What up to the Biggs family? What up to the Coles family? It's all all one tight-knit circle, right? You feel me?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) sir. Uh,
0: Okay, so, Sean, growing up, How would you describe Oxnard for you, bro? Growing up, late 80s, early 90s. How would you describe the city? Was it a place to raise kids at? Was it a place Um, to raise your family at? What was your take?
1: Looking back, I think it was a good place to raise a family. It it was a a slower city when, when I had like older cousins come from Oakland or LA or somewhere bigger. They just felt like Oxnard was just like a farmland. And they wanted nothing to do with it. (laughs) But, you know, when we grew up, we were able to walk home from school, like kindergarten. I remember walking home from school by myself with no worries, you know? Yeah. So um, I feel like with Oxnard, if you wanted to be involved in trouble or, you know, put yourself in danger, it's there for you. But for those that choose not to, um, I think you could remain fairly sl- uh, safe there. You know, nice. So what Junior, how'd you go to Bigs? I went to Ocean View, and then I <laughs> went to Fremont. I Woo! went to Fremont for eighth grade year. Half of my eighth grade year, we put together this super basketball team, and we all transferred to Fremont. And then actually, we we're supposed to win the tournament, got knocked out. And so the next day, I transferred back to Ocean View. Nice. And then, uh, yeah.
0: And what high school did you go to, G?
1: I went to Channel Islands. Yes, the represent. number one high school. Represent. Represent. <laughs> Yo, Vicks, what class are you? What class are you? Um, I'm class of 99. Okay, with Angela. Oh, Angela's 98, No, right?
0: no. Yeah, Angela's 98. And you're 99? Yep. yep 99. Wow. Okay. Shouts to, yep. to 99, Shots to 2003, Shots to the whole, shots to everyone, all right? Okay. Yes, sir so bigs man let's take it back what did you pick up first as a young kid were you into sports first or hip hop what did you
1: pick up first um i picked up sports
0: which one did uh, you play um,
1: i played basketball football baseball um when i was real young i played soccer i mean i pretty much played everything and so um yeah i was actually a pretty good athlete um and uh, I, I just kind of like stopped cold turkey. Once I got to high school, I had got into music and mm-hmm. I kind of just stopped cold turkey, um, even though I was pretty successful as a, a football player, especially.
0: And by the way, I want to give props to your nephew doing big things. Yes, doing yes.
1: Good. Going to Notre Dame. You know, I'm proud of that boy. Yes, sir.
0: Your family is always doing big and great things. That's for sure. Yeah. man, I'm so proud. We try. It makes me proud, <laughs> man. It makes me so happy. You guys are blessed. Yeah. We um, appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are super blessed, bro. So, okay, you—I know you picked up football, right? High school basketball, and right, you were good. you, you were. I remember right. you were good in sports. You had notoriety in sports too. Um, right. At what point, Bigs, did you start picking up the pen? Was it riding rhymes first or freestyling first? What came first, Biggs?
1: Um, I think the natural progression is just freestyle mm. first how, before you grab the pen.
0: How old were you when um,
1: you started dabbling in freestyling? I want to say, well, put it this way. It's funny because me and Angelo, um, we were in the talent show every year. I got so, Sean Biggs, Angel-
0: man. I got Sean Biggs <laughs> on the podcast, man. I, I got Sean. So,
1: man. Go ahead, go So Angelo, you know, has real true talent, God given talent. So oh, yes. you know, as a as a child, Angelo. Hello, hello. Hello? Friends, sorry, thrown off by the call. Okay. Um all good. So oh, Angelo Ang- what? Yeah, so with Angelo, you know, he has a true talent. He's able to pull out the piano. What we did at the time, like another bad creation was cracking. It was popping, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we did another bad creation one year. And then we so we did Aisha one year and we did <laughs> um, we did uh crisscross one year. Mm. And so mm-hmm. That's where it really started, like, just getting on stage, being comfortable being on stage. And um, that's that's where it just first started. And then I remember, like, one of my teachers, he noticed that, like, I was a popular kid. The kids followed me. So when he would um, go to other schools to do, like, um, assemblies and stuff, he'd take me with him. And I'd lead one half of the crowd, and he'd lead the other half of the, crowd, uh, of the crowd. And what it did was just make me comfortable talking in front of a lot of people, even at a young age, right? So that same mm-hmm. confidence, I, I believe, like, it transferred over into being able to do music. Nice. You nice. Know?
0: So, Biggs, what was your first recollections of hip-hop? Was it a song that you heard? What was your first memories? Was it a video that you heard? Was it a song? What what, what was, like, your Um, first memories where you are like, oh, shit, what the fuck is
1: that? To be honest, I was, my older cousin Khalid, he, uh, I would come home from school, and he's watching uh, Beat Street every day. He used to pop lock with all the legendary Oxnard <laughs> pop locks and stuff, right? And uh, B boys. And so I come Sick. home and and, and watch Beat Street and in, and in, uh, Rap City. Um. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he, I mean, mm-hmm. it was every single day. That's that's what he did every single day. And he was he was home before me every single day. And so um, that's how I started. That's like my oldest memories of getting in the early days, Beat right? right? How old were you when you saw Beat like? Man, I couldn't B even... Re- I, I, it had to be in elementary for sure, like, yeah. and I'm talking about like, first grade, second grade maybe, or something, you know? It was a long time ago, because, uh, My cousin actually, like, he grew up um, when he was real young. He lived out here, but then he moved to Oakland. So he's six years older than me. So I'm thinking he's probably, like, junior high. And I'm, like, you know, I'm in elementary somewhere. Yeah. And that's my first recollection of uh, hip-hop. And then, like, to be honest, like, um, I can't remember if it was Shaq and the Fushnickens before Snoop Dogg's album came out. I remember when Snoop Dogg's album came out, I learned it front to back right away.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? And, and that was like, to me, that's still 94. like one of the greatest albums ever made front to back. Right. Oh, doggy style? Doggy style, no question.
0: So. I know it's one thing to be a kid. It's one thing to be a kid looking into hip-hop. And oh, how old did you say you were when you started freestyling, bigs? Like you started I, like- I want to think,
1: I mean, when I probably wasn't rapping someone else's stuff, I was probably like maybe sixth grade. It probably started. I, I think one of my buddies had like a turntable and he was able to record. So we just started like, we used to freestyle. <laughs> and then uh-huh. it turned into actually like, eventually we just started trying to write something down and rap it, you know?
0: And who was the first MCs? Like, you give if you can give me top three. Right. Growing up, who was the first top three MCs that when you heard them, you were like, "All right, I really want to do this shit my own way, though."
1: Like right.
0: Influenced by them, but influenced my Wingsway.
1: my number one MC. And it's funny, I hate this because I tend to forget, right? But my number <laughs> one MC of all time is Redman. Woo! No, no question about it. Don't um, get it fucked up. Yeah, red man will eat something, and so like, still will. Um, oh no question. And um, I'm trying to think. Like, to be honest, it was like the Death Squad, Keith Murray, yeah. um, Eric Sermon. Um, so you're very East Coast influenced too. I'm totally very like- East Coast influenced. Like a lot of people, like when they hear my music, they think I'm from the East Coast until they hear yeah. me actually talk, and then they're like, oh, okay. He's from the West. It's from the West. <laughs> yeah, so... And and that's just what I, you know, what I grew up on. I, I never really... Like, with gangster music, I love it. There's, you know what I mean? But I was never, like, a gangbanger. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. just being into other things, I found other music that I was into. But I love it all, regardless, you know?
0: Okay. So you, you said you got to high school, you were introduced to music, and it was like, you kind of like like sports took a back seat right what was right. the final thing what was the final thing that you're like you know what sports you're gonna have to fall back I'm doing this what were the signs that was leading up to that she got a crazy story biggs um, just a lot to cover
1: like right right um I don't know I, I think <laughs> with sports for one I I played year-round every sport you know, growing up constantly. And I think I just really burnt out on it. And then all of a sudden, I found something that um, I think with sports, once I realized I wasn't going to be six <laughs> six, you know what I mean? And because um, yeah. it, it's crazy, because in high school, I actually had a better career football-wise, but my favorite sport is basketball, right? Like ball, yeah. And so, like, once I realized I wasn't going to be six six. I'm just the kind of person that's just like, I move on. You know what I mean? Even though I love it, I move on. And I think I was just done with it. And um, by chance, I just met the idols of of our neighborhood. You know what I mean? Talk about it. Right. So like. Who was the first
0: one that you met?
1: Out of the the whole clique. Out of the whole clique. Well, here's the thing. Me me and um, Ono. of, and oh, no. Liv, we grew up in the same neighborhood so I knew them where Malib was older so like I just knew who he was but oh no he's older than me but we're a little closer in age and so we seen each other around and we knew each other yeah. but um the first person that grabbed me and said you're dope and you're rolling with us is Declaim. Nice
0: props to Declaim, props to Declaim. And,
1: um, Mad Shouts. Yeah, so it's crazy because they used to t- like, you know, everyone would tell Declaim like why are you, you know, dragging this little kid around <laughs> and he and Declaim's like he's a big kid. This ain't a little kid, this is a big kid. And he'll out rap everybody. And so and so um yeah, man. So declaim just he drugged me around and um we used to go around and just battle whoever and just try to just, you know take over whatever spot, grab the microphone and just tear it apart. That was our mindset every day and he really put me through the training and then, you know, because I was rolling with him, I was rolling with Luke Pat. Um, You know, every little show they did, half the time, More than half the time, I was the one that was driving them to the locations. (laughs) You know, so like
0: I love this, I love these stories. The the
1: crazy part is like I really put in dues, like how how people talk about like carrying luggage. Like there was no luggage to carry, but I was paying dues. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even think nobody was giving me gas money or nothing. I was just,
0: just doing it
1: yeah I was I was just doing it to just be down but what it did it gave me the greatest lesson I can possibly get so like um being around them you know I'm the baby of their crew um where I can tell the story like I'm connected to the younger generation and I have the history from being around the older generation too so I'm in a good spot where I just, yeah. you know, I was able to learn.
0: A young OG, like...
1: Yeah, yeah. In the
0: beginning, you started really early and around the right cats, too. Yeah. So, would you say that Cali Wild is an extension of CDP? Like, like it's all one... Oh, is yeah. It, is it, like, an extension, um,
1: right? Like, Yeah, it's an extension. I mean, you know, Ono's in it. Ono and Mad Libber Brothers. So, there's always going to be an extension. You know what I mean? We all still... Um, everybody that still does music, like everyone still interacts and everything and helps one person do this and another person do that. So like we're all still connected and yeah, we were, we were always connected, but you know, like, um, you know, people are fickle about their crews though. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I'm like officially, I'm not really a CDP member. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just, I'm down with them. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, and it's all love.
0: All love. And, you know, like... So, let, let's talk about the formation of Kali Wild. You know, like, how did that come about? And how many songs you guys think y'all got all the stash together? Oh. Uh, <laughs>
1: man, shoot. Okay, was- so that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that started, like, um, basically, so, like, like, with Ono. Ono came to my crib and... um it's, it's so many stories, man. Declaim was actually renting a room from, from my mom. So we stayed together. So um, Ono came over one day and asked me if he could do my whole demo, my first demo. I'm like, yeah, you're Ono, let's go. So <laughs> yeah, we ended up doing that. Um, his parents went out of town. We did that in one day. Sick. And we had like 10 songs done. And boom, I had my first demo, me and Ono's rolling together. Sick. Um, and what happened is he has a best friend named Josh. Uh we call him J Deuce. He's from Cali Wow. Yeah. And um he knew cornbread in Oakland and we just formed this Wu Tang type group, you know? Right. And um right off the bat for the fact we are connected to Loop Pack and um associated with Declaim and Yeah. You know, so right away we had an avenue and we were dropping records. We were doing huge shows. We were, um, it's funny, I always laugh because like LRG, which became a huge clothing company, they used to beg us to wear their clothes on uh, stage before we went on. (laughs) And so it was like, you know what I mean? They were just probably like heat pressing the shirts and bringing them out there. And it's just like, man, we were doing this like, and this is me young, like 16, you know what I mean? 15, like sixteen, because I was driving. So like sixteen, seventeen, I was just getting the live lessons from like you know Lou Pack. I believe like Lou Pack and Dilated Peoples were the biggest undergrounds uh, artists at the time. Oh yeah, when, when it was a true underground, you there was know a what certain I mean? vibe. There was a certain right. vibe
0: in the air at this time. Like
1: yeah, <clears throat> and so Woo! memories, bro. Memories, memories, man. And so, yeah, yeah go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm
0: listening. So, you... Sean, let me ask you something. You look back at those memories and fondness, like, like wow, man, we were so yeah. young, like some young kids just making moves out the hood. And guess what? Made it. Yeah. Like, made it too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Le- let me ask you this, dog. So, ladies and gents, I'm going to paint the picture, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm 17 years old I grew up with my friend Ricky Of course I'm growing up With my homegirl Stacy And you know I'm the 17 year old Young kid A junior in high school And they know that I'm rhyming They know my heart and soul Was in it They would always give me Updates about Sean And like I, th- It's almost like Watching someone from the hood Like make it And be successful And we were like The kids in the sideline Just cheering around, on Like yeah you like, You know like like we were young, Sean. You know, um, how did that feel for you, bro? Like, take me from the transition from Cali Wild to Universal. What was right. happening in your life between that time all all the way up to the point you got the deal from in Universal Records?
1: Right. Um, so, anyways, like to give you some like uh, backstory. So yeah, I, I think with uh, Cali Wild, wow, I kind of like. We just kind of ran our course. Mm-hmm. We we had did a lot of things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um I think there was like me just being young and probably wanting things to happen faster and being a little hot-headed, I kinda like just left the group like ice cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I always laugh about it and I say I left the group like cube. But what mm-hmm. I did was um Um, I think when I was when I was in Cali Wild I was rapping more um, I was probably maybe a little more lyrical and a more um, like I like to say magical, mythical Mm -hmm. mathematical style Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? (laughs) I met somebody that just basically told me hey dude you're a fly dude girls like you you drive nice cars rap about that and so once I did that the attention just became huge where i just all of a sudden became on the verge of getting a deal i was meeting with labels i was meeting with managers and um i feel like just for me also i had a work ethic too like um from cali wild and being around and seeing declaim and everybody actually put albums and records out I just knew how to do it so it kind of advanced me yeah so like it gave me a head start (laughs) where um I basically eventually just got the attention of Big Chuck who used to be the VP at um, Aftermath and uh, he started he left Aftermath and started a new venture at Universal and he uh, they wanted me to be his first artist there so I ended up meeting him and literally the next day he had the contracts next day to me and I signed a major deal. And what year was this? This is 2000 and... So I signed, I got offered the deal in 2003, it was the end, but if anyone knows the industry, the labels closed down like in December. So I think my deal wasn't finalized until like January... 2004 when they came back from uh, the break, but um yeah so 2003 2004 the end of 2003
0: 2004 yeah so let me ask you this bro like you got the deal right what's going on in your head
1: um
0: how does that feel like for you Sean young cat from Oxon
1: right. A lot of things are going through your head. Um, (laughs) What's going on through your head, um, bro? (laughs) You're happy. You know what I mean? Like, you're super excited. You feel like, like, hey, man, I couldn't, you know, I thought I was going to the NFL. I thought I was going to the NBA. But, man, I backdoored and I signed a major deal, which is pretty much equivalent to doing that, right? So, like, you're just, you're super excited, and then also, like, when you start thinking, you get kind of scared, you're like, oh, shit, like, now I gotta, I gotta be who I say I am, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, also, like, you're just kind of, when, you know, I signed early, I signed at 22, so, like, you're kind of wide-eyed, you're not for sure, you don't really, you don't know, you know what I'm saying, and so, um, those are just those are my honest feelings that I had at the time.
0: And Sean, what what came first? The fight. So the 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 song of the fight night. Is it Fight Night 2004?
1: Was it um What was the Fight uh, Night? It came out in 06. It actually didn't come out till 06, I think. Cause I, I think I have it. And um I think it says 06. But yeah, it came out in 06, but um no, so that song is actually the Akon record. Right.
0: So that's the Akon right. joint.
1: Right, so we did that record. That was actually going to be, like, one of my first singles. And next thing you know, um, Universal was doing a soundtrack for Take the Lead, which was a movie with Antonio Banderas. So since they were doing the soundtrack, they wanted that record on that soundtrack, which it's on there. That record got picked up as the lead song for... Fight Night Round 3, it had Oscar De La Hoya on the cover. Yep. And then, um, what else? And so, um, yeah, and then it also, it's on Akon's album. Yeah, He put it on his deluxe yeah. album. So, yeah, so that it, it's it's funny because I call myself a one-hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only, I only really like, I mean, even though it's crazy because in my young career, like with stone's throw like all the major underground labels like i dropped records and did things but it's funny like major wise i dropped the Akon record and everyone still loves it and brings it up to me every day it's, it's hilarious, for sure bro and i definitely heard
0: the songs off the universal record uh, universal records album i mean angelo would always right. play me like the demos angelo would play me the exclusives and um right. i was proud the whole time man so the, the, right the acorn joint dropped and what was the next step to build the buzz like what was going on in your head like um, there's a buzz like
1: right 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 you know what's crazy it's 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 ill because like i said i'm i'm the type of person where like i don't know it's it's crazy because i don't know what my i feel like i don't know what my true passion is uh-huh. right I just figure out things that I like at the moment and I try to master it, right? <laughs> so, so, like, for me at the time, I felt like my way out the hood was mastering this music. So, that's what I tried to do to be good enough to get a record deal, right? So, then you get a record deal and you get all this cash and me thinking ahead because I don't know if that's actually my passion, I put it into real estate and so once I got into real estate, I started making so much money in real estate, I feel like I kind of messed up my situation by not chasing the music dream because I think I was just chasing security right? more than anything, right? And so, um, and so, yeah, we, we had different little situations, label woes that like, you know, like, I feel like at the time they were wrong and And I could have been wrong because I was just a young, immature kid that thought he knew something at the time. And and you know what I mean? So like, I feel like I could have possibly ruined my situation, too, by just thinking they were doing something to me because I got other people in my ear and things like that. So for me, I just kind of moved on and, and, and just like did other things. You know what I mean?
0: And you you definitely dealt with, like, Steve Rifkin. Like, what was some of the... <coughs> like... But- <laughs> right. So when you signed to Universal, he was working Universal. Right. Wow. Right. So you signed, you signed yeah, with so, him, and what was the other guy from Aftermath?
1: Um, Big Chuck, which was Drama Family. So it was Drama Family slash SRC, which... Basically, SRC was, like, the new Loud. Nice. Records, like... Because um, Loud was over at... Um, was loud at RC Loud was at RCA. Yeah, they you know, were in Sony or they were in RCA. Right. Yeah. Okay, so when he did his new deal at Universal, he he called it SRC, and that's what I signed to. Sick. And so, which is also crazy because we have roots with Steve Rifkin because Lou Pac was always on um, the Alcoholics album. Oh, he Mad knows. Was always produced for the Alcoholics. Decline. The claim that put me in the game actually was on the Alcoholics first. Yeah, album. what song is that again? And I think it's called "W Licks." I don't know if that's the name of the album or if that's the name of the song, but um, they actually wanted his beat, and so the deal was like bring him to the studio, and he could he could drop a verse on it too if we could have the beat.
0: Sean, i oh, And
1: glad. Yeah, so that's
0: that's how that happened. Sean, out of out of the Oxnard camp, out of the Oxnard clique, who was the first rapper out the OX who fucked with you, put you on songs? Who was the first rapper outside the right. clique that, outside yeah, the that, clique? that really like did songs with you, put you on shows, got you on guest features? Like who who was the first one to help you out in the industry outside of the eight hundred five camp?
1: Um. Oh, so you're saying no, but, like, not my yeah. like crew in the 805. You're just saying yeah. outside, outside the 805.
0: Who was the first,
1: like, um, major artist that
0: that has extended your hand and showed you love and showed you the ropes and really put you on songs, gave you opportunities? Like, who would be the first one? Looking back.
1: To be mm-hmm. honest, um, I mean, I feel like... Only my crew has nice. helped me out. I love that. <laughs> you get what I I'm love saying? That yeah, like o- only my crew has helped me out. Don't now there's other OGs like JC from Red Zone. Uh-huh. Um, um my man John John from Red Zone. Red Zone's like one of the first crews that really got on. Um, and of
0: course Akon give you give you a big look. Of course. That's a big major Well, right, right, you know- right.
1: Right and that was that was politics you know what i'm saying like we were on we were on the exact same label so akon also got like when i checked my statements akon got paid forty thousand dollars for that verse (laughs) you hear what i'm saying so like it but at the same time i'm thankful like you know i'm grateful and um
0: like i'm Uh sure
1: i actually i actually got a i actually have a plaque (laughs) that that he you know Put it Tight. So that's dope too That's my first flash That's fucking you know? awesome bro Like Yeah What were your So you come into the industry
0: So I guess my question is You come into the industry Who were the first MCs That was
1: showing you love Doing songs with you Who were um, like When you got in the industry and Got that deal Well When I When I first got the deal I received a phone call Um From <laughs> Jay Z <laughs> and um you know at the time I mean he still is today that's been my favorite artist forever you know and um he just he reached out and he gave me words of wisdom and his words I still use you know in my regular life when I'm not rapping you know and so um that was a dope experience I spoke with um you know who who I had a, a moment with was big. W nice. Too. What did Daddy King say to you? And um, uh, he he told me I'm he dope. Said, he said you got he got that shit. And yeah, he told me I'm dope. It, it, it's crazy because I don't want to I don't want to say what it really was, but it was low key a battle. For us, For <laughs> it was a battle. Where'd you meet him? What was this? Uh, I, well, my man Big Chuck been friends with nice, him nice, forever. Nice. So um, we were in the studio. He was coming to work with my producer, and so I was in there, and um, I was able to meet him. He knew who I was, Where as is? far as just like he knew, he knew I was like Chuck's artist, and you know we had a deal at Universal and blah blah blah. So um, they they kind of almost put us against each other, but like there was other MCs in the room, but I was <laughs> the only one that he said. Bruce, oh, so yeah.
0: What was the advice? Of,
1: and so, what was um, the advice from Jay Z? stood out. Um, it was, mm-hmm. he just told me he just told me to go hard Go hard. <clears throat> he said like if everybody in your circle goes hard your guys' planes gonna take off um mm-hmm. and um and you can relate that to anything you get what I'm saying and um and it, I mean that's just it sounds so simple but when Jay Z takes the time to tell an artist that um he doesn't know any, anything about or he just knows the energy and, and everything else and decided to give you sit on the phone with you for 20 minutes and give you words of wisdom That that's just like priceless can they ask you
0: something big homie um, I always thought about this too like you get into the industry bigs um, would you say it was a whole different access or a whole different thing would you say it was like mm-hmm. different access to a different type of money different access to different type of women like and how old were you when you got the oh, of how course. old were you
1: when you got the deal yeah when i got the deal oh i was 22 <laughs> i was uh, so right. <laughs> so yeah i mean things change like things change like the money's different like you know all of a sudden me and ono used to be happy splitting a $3000 check we thought we were like major artists at the time getting a three thousand dollar check and splitting it. You know, like fifteen hundred me, yeah, fifteen hundred him to like now you're getting thirty thousand dollar checks and sixty and seventy thousand dollar checks at one time and you got real ice on. <laughs> you got real chains and real watches on and real, you know, real sports cars outside. You know what I mean? Everybody that's around does. It's just, it's a whole different situation, man. It's, it's a, um, it's definitely like another level. Like it's definitely like professionalism, you know? Uh, I just find how do you
0: keep your sanity? How do you stay grounded? How do you stay humble during this time of your life, bro? How do you keep it together? Um, how do you keep family together?
1: Um, right. Just, just growing and being mature, um. just
0: I'm sure homies. Uh,
1: being yeah. aware of your past and your yeah. mistakes and, and knowing like you know like all this can be gone tomorrow so like it's better to just be a solid person more than anything and, and love your family love your friends and the universe will take care of you if you do so you know and, uh and that's I, I, and I try to just keep it simple and and, and also like I believe like invest in the mm-hmm. youth invest your time in the youth and um and it comes back to you tenfold
0: do people around you change does success change people around you um like how was people how was people right. treating you like you know once you got that, right like that stamp that bag how was people
1: around you like how was that um. Well, I. I mean, they, it, that's what it is. It's really everyone else around you. You know why? Because every girl that I didn't hook up uh-huh. with in high school, I hooked up with after I got my record deal. <laughs> they 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 called and located <laughs> me. You get what I'm saying? Um And I'm still the same. I'm still the same person, right? But now, now all of a sudden, I'm a little finer. Uh-huh. I look better, right? And and it's like. But it's like, you know, they people want to find and say, "Oh, you change," and it's like, nah, I'm the same person. Like, I'm the same person. You're just reacting to me different now. Um, if I call for a favor, you love to do a favor where before, when it wasn't all good, it would be an issue. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, I think it. I think it's the people. And then also, they also say, like, back to Jay Z, like. You can't stay like I can't stay the same. Like you, I forgot how we said it. I I messed it up. I don't know how we said it, but it's like, um, like yeah, I'm probably different than when I was just sitting at my mom's crib writing every day trying to get out the hood. I'm I'm probably different now. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like that's just life. You evolve, right? So And ladies and
0: gents, I got a chance to see the growth, like I was always watching from the sidelines, just watching Sean um, evolve into, like, into success and, like, and managing success. And he was never greedy with information. He was always humble, always easily, like, he was easily approached, you know, like, and it was humbling to just soak up game from him, soak up knowledge from him. And he always gave me love knowing that I was a young, young buck that was, like, also pursuing music and every time there was an article written about Oxnard hip-hop or every time there was a big flyer and everyone had to come together for the 805 kings my name was riding that to sean's and it, it always made me feel good you know um because i'm such a i'm such a fan yeah. of the movement and <laughs> a fan of the culture especially our hood all the mcs that came from the hood um
1: right. let me
0: ask you this dog um you're, let's talk about your style, Sean. Like, like I know you've tasted success. Right. Like your your passion for writing rhymes. How often do you write rhymes?
1: Right. Um, <laughs> it varies. Like, <laughs> um, it's crazy because I recently moved and started a company with my boys, and I was just dedicated to that. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say what the company is, but is actually up and running very well. But um I just dedicated my life to that for like the last two years. And then finally I just stepped away and I got I just kinda wanted to get back into what I normally do. And um so at that point I wasn't writing at all. But then as of the last <laughs> six months, I probably write a rhyme every day or a song every day. Or I start pinning it in my head and just like Preparing for me to jump into it, you know. When you, when you so, write, do you write with a beat, or do you just write in your head? Yeah. <laughs> um, either or. Yeah. Either or. Either or. Sometimes I want to hear the beat just to like get the rhythm and see, you know, like just make sure I'm landing correctly. I'm very like strategic and, or I should say, technical on how I on how I lay my rhymes. So like. I like knowing um where the beats at. Or I like hearing the beats, so I could just put it uh,
0: ladies and gents, beat. every time I, I get on the phone with Sean, I always leave the phone feeling inspired. I always leave the phone feeling hopeful. And that's that's what that's what the big homies do for me, man. Like just encouraging me and letting me know that I'm on the right path because they were because they took that same path and and they did it, you know? Um and they they do it fearlessly yeah. too. So, Sean, let's talk about some of the success you found as a ghostwriter. So, I know you've been doing some ghostwriting. How was that experience like for you,
1: bro? Um, It's dope because we all have ego, right? But what you have to... I, I feel like as a ghostwriter, you got to put your ego aside and you got to... Um, you got to look at the big picture, right? And, and what it also does, too it expands you yeah you know what i mean because you're public you're still going to get your publishing it actually kind of makes it easier if the person's able to execute it well because you don't got to go run around the country and collect the money they do so um yeah it's dope and and for me it just really happened um i used i've always done it i've always done it but i've kind of took more of a um Interests now in the artists that I'm working with now, and um, it's it's also like a dear friend of mine, so I yeah. really know them, and I and I watch their their life like a movie, so I'm just able to create stories <laughs> that. Um, <yeah. laughs> that's that's a metaphor right there, right? For anyone that catches it, but um, I'm just able to like. Just write it, you know, put it into rhymes and put it into um, you know, choruses and things like that. And um how do you how do that's you feel what about I do? the spotlight, Biggs?
0: Yeah. Are you comfortable in the ghostwriting role or or do you get the craving to get in the limelight, back Man, in the spotlight,
1: right back again? I I really don't Good. care about the limelight. Like, I really don't. And that's probably part of the reason why I, you know, I didn't really follow music. Like, um, I don't really care for the limelight. You know what I mean? And I don't mind because you know what I tell people? I was like a star athlete growing up. I was always pretty much the star of my team. Maybe a couple of times and Mm -hmm. I wasn't, right? And it was probably because I was a bigger kid and I had to play with older kids. So once once I uh, ended up playing with the kids that were actually my age, it wasn't even close, right? And so like I've always been a star. I've always stood out in some type of way where I've always received <laughs> yeah, that attention, yeah, right? Yeah. To where now it's like I don't yeah. even want the attention. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I tell my friends, like, man, I wish um I wish I can, you know. Just go to Denny's and nobody yeah. can even recognize me in there. When you're, you know, like when you're in your own hometown, you're like <laughs> famous in your own hometown because people know you, right? And it's like, um, I wish I could just be like just chilling in the corner. I just I really like the role, uh huh, and um, whether it's you know in, in producing, whether it's writing, whatever it may be. That's just what I love. That's just the role that I that I love, and I feel like I'm gonna um, I'm gonna wear the executive role or hat real nice <laughs> in the near future.
0: Like, Doug, so let, let, let's talk about some of your experience in the real estate. Like, what has real estate has taught you? What do you think about the industry of real estate now? Would you ever fully go back into that? Like, let, um, let's talk about real estate a little bit. Okay, yeah.
1: all right, that's a that's a good one. And these are just my theories, you know what I mean? Like these are just my ideas and my philosophies that I think. But to me, real estate—the old rules of real estate that our parents said, "Hey, go buy," you know, you need to buy a house, and you need to, you know, um, you know, it's always like you need to buy a house. That's what—that's the first thing when people know you have a a good job or some money. They say you need to buy a house, Mm -hmm. right? But what they also don't tell these people is that. Buying a house is also—it's um, really just an investment, right? Uh-huh. And so, depending on when you buy that house, it may not be the greatest investment for you to buy that house, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But people just—people just celebrate the success of getting the house, mm-hmm. right? But and, and what happens is everyone's happy, right? The the agents happy because they just sold you the house and they made. 30, in California, they made thirty thousand dollars off the house, right? right? But what, but what happens is these people get into these homes and they can't afford their payments anymore. You know, after the excitement's gone, they got to still make a payment. They still got to make a mortgage payment, right? God. And and if they didn't know to purchase that house as a good investment, not not because people are just telling you purchase a house, meaning perhaps you get the house for under market value, right? Or, um, yeah, just basically getting, getting something for under market value and um, just making sure you make the right purchase and the um, the right educated purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just purchase purchasing off excitement. And so like where I look at like me, for instance, when I first purchased my first home, I was like 24 or 25, right? So like, Where I been did it, you know, not twenty years ago, but like fifteen years ago, right? So like so for me, yeah. I also went through the market crash in two thousand and eight, where like me as a kid, I don't know how to handle this at the time. It's crazy. I had ten homes. I had renters in there, I had renters that stopped paying their rent. All this stuff's going on. And (laughs) you know, like, um, as a kid, you don't know what to do, so what did I do? I just tried to pay all my mortgages. I had a lot of money, paid all my mortgages for years until I just paid all my money into houses that were underwater. You get what I'm saying? That I should have just aborted earlier, but nobody teaches you these things. So I, 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 I'm I a little scared when I see people now my age buying their first home. And I just hope that like, you know, me doing that at 25, I'm able to recover but now people doing it in their 40s buying their first home if they're if they're not truly educated and not just sold by a shark agent you you get what i'm saying yeah. that you know at 40 you know 40 45 50 and up it's hard to recover you know what i mean like you you can't move around like when you're 25 and get everything back like i have you get what i'm saying right. like you can end up um, ruining your life and so I just say, long story short, I just say like the old rules of real estate or, or ideas of real estate that our parents have, they all, all of them don't necessarily translate to today. You get what I'm saying? And so, where I look at it, like, like you're going to either pay a mortgage or, a, real, or a, um, a rent, either way it goes, right? So, sometimes you might want to rent, you might want to rent something. Um, where you're actually going to live, but own something where you're going to have like tenants and income coming in. So you might want to own a building, right? right? But, but you might want to rent and cause you're going to, like I said, you're going to have to pay mortgage anyways, right? Or, right. or rent either, or Right. so you might want to rent somewhere where you have less responsibility. And if you you want to move, you can move whenever you want. You can move every year, but you're not tied to a home that might end up um, going underwater and ruining everything you got going on. You get what I'm saying? So there's, there's just different, there's different philosophies on how I look at it. And, um, you know, like also I think real estate, when people speak of real estate, there's different styles of, you know, it's a lot easier when the rich get to purchase homes completely outright and they can hold them because they're just sitting their money there so they don't have to pay a payment because there's no loan on it, right? Where they're playing a different game than um, the average person who has to take out a 30-year loan and pay a high interest rate or just pay any interest rate on it. You get what I'm saying? It, it's a different game. And so I think, you know, people need to really look into it and understand what they're they're doing rather than just celebrating the, um, that they qualify to purchase a home. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And then doing so without realizing the responsibility and what really comes with it on the backside.
0: So, brother, all right. Right. go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, I'm done. That's it. That's it. I, you know, I'm talking long about it, but, like, these are things I think about in my head all day. For sure. <laughs> and as
0: far as, like, I know, dog, it's been, like, You've been hitting the casinos hard out there. So how is that like right. for you? What's that? What is that like?
1: It's, it's crazy, man. What like, can you
0: pass down to those who really, you know, do that? Like,
1: Right, right. What, well, here's the thing. For me, here's, here's the thing that also helps me, right? For the fact, the way my life is. And I was like, I, I wouldn't, there's things that I've done and that I do that, of course, like, you know, my son looks at me and my son's like, Dad, just teach me that, and I'm like, I can't. Like, <laughs> I just fell into this. Like, you get what I'm saying? Everyone can't do what I do, but I've been doing. I've been doing sports betting for almost 20 years at this point, nice. right? And and the reason why, and I, and I've also been playing um, high stakes poker for years, also, right? And the reason why I was able to get so good is because I had a record deal, and I had. I had the time. So I'm at home when I'm not writing, I'm bored. I'm looking to do something, right? So all of a sudden you get into that. But but like I said, from the beginning, I like mastering. things. Right. <clears throat> so I start paying attention and figuring out how things work, right? And so why I say this is don't think you could do what I do for anyone that follows me and sees what I do. You can't do that overnight. Mm -hmm. What I do, (laughs) it's, you know, I would say probably about five years ago is when it finally clicked and I understood how to win every day. (laughs) Right. And so, um, and the thing is, it's like, man, I created a, uh, insane formula. I feel like it's a billion dollars. If I sell it to the right Uh person, I, I can give seminars on how to bet and, and, I can probably teach people how to be pretty good in, in one to two days, but, um, it, it, you know, I study that stuff, like, I study that for, like, eight for hours real? a day. Yeah, so, like, I put, I mean, I put a lot, the same amount of time I put in the music, I put in the study in the mathematics of for sports. Really? Yep. Like, for instance, tonight, oh, well, I don't know if I sent you the ticket. No, you didn't.
0: Tonight. Uh-uh. Said that Oh okay
1: I'll I'll send it to you You'll be amazed Man
0: (laughs) So Let me ask you this Big So Um Where did you get that Where did you get You just always knew How to get to the bag Bigs Where did you get that Where (laughs) did you get that hustle Like Who taught you that Like was that in you Was that from Um, mom Was it from dad How How'd you get to that Like You've always been like that By the way um, Always
1: Like Right just it just happened it just, I've always hanged out with I always hung out with the older crowd and so I probably I, I started running with people I probably shouldn't have ran with and one thing I learned that helps me with the hustle more than anything is the psychological part of the hustle and so once I really mastered the psychological part of the hustle it just gave me an advantage in everything that I do and yeah that's it in a nutshell i don't know if that makes any sense but i i mean my mom i mean um my mom was a single mother so i mean there's hustle there right and um uh my aunt my aunt's a hustler like anyone that knows my aunt pat you know, she'll she'll hustle you out of your socks and shoes. And, um, <laughs> so I mean that that's also who I get it from. And then also like my grandfather, they said my grandfather had the gift of gab, right? And and that's definitely what I have, which translates to the music and everything and, and to the hustle, to the sale. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So like it it just it's kind of just in you and you pick up things from people around you and um, that's why I say it's kind of like I'm just a one of one. You can't really like duplicate it. It's just yep. I'm, the, I'm the type of person that just pays attention to my surroundings and to the people I'm around and for the things that are cool about them, I might pick up and add to my arsenal.
0: <laughs> Yo, man, Biggs. So one day, I'm chilling, you know, and the Coles have a set links of little Sean rapping, right? Right. And I'm so delighted. <coughs> I'm so delighted. I am so humbled on like how how fast time has gone. Little right, Sean, man. it's not little. Little Sean is a young man, brother. He's a young man. He's a young man, brother, and uh. You're you the family's so sweet. Like Marlon, would you like to give him some tips and any tips you would like to give Sean and little Sean in rapping? And I'm like, shit. Don't yeah. ask me. The the father, the father is <laughs> the one <mother laughs> I look up to. But right, right, right. This dog, how has fatherhood changed you in any way? As far as how you look at life, how you look at yourself as a man, how has it changed you, dog? Fatherhood. What's what's your tips for the fathers
1: out here? Um. Well. I feel like there's just no right, light right, 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 right. Like, like, like that. Like people can. I've seen people. Um, usually, my friends that have the strict parents, they're the ones that are having the tougher life today really? for some reason. You get what right. I'm saying? Like, it, it seems like it's almost backwards. Like the parents go so hard to keep their kids straight, and their kids be the ones that are That's terrorizing. That. <laughs> you get what I mean? So, like with me, man, like. I'm just, I let my kids know I love them. I let them know that I'm here for them. If I let them know if they're serious about something, I'll back them 100%. And um, I'm not so hardcore on them. I kind of let them, I kind of guide more than direct, right? Where it's like, I let them choose which way they want to go. And if they get off track, I push them back a little bit. But other than that, man, like, I'm I'm just a casual yeah. pops, you know what I'm saying? Like, um and I'm more amazed at just sitting back watching them. Like it, it trips to good, good
0: kid, man. Good you know, fucking like,
1: kid, man. Yeah, yeah, good kids. Good kid. So, so yeah, man, that and so we just work in the studio, man. We just I'm just develop um developing him and uh I get him studio time a couple of weeks, like in the you know, big studio with the Nice sound and everything, and I'm just letting him find himself where I know, like, um, the more reps, the easier you know it's gonna become for him. And so, he's actually pretty good, man. That makes me happy, it makes me so happy in a couple Sean. of weeks. And, um, Woo! we're just working, yeah. Me too, how man. many songs I'm, I'm real your son
0: got it. in the stash together? That'd be
1: that'd be cool. You know what's crazy? I I I handle him a certain <laughs> kind of way, so I don't do no songs with him. I don't I don't want his people like yo. Who's this old dude <laughs> rapping? Plus, I'll bar him up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, little Shry, if you're listening,
0: young man, I want to let you know, man. I'm proud of you. I've seen you grow up to a little boy, man, to a young man. That's that's really good. It's it's a blessing, Sean, to be alive talking to you in 2021, don't it? We're alive, yeah, right? Yeah, real um, what? Are, what? You know, it's yeah, been sir. a crazy year, Sean. Yeah, what are the things that 2020 has taught? You know, not 2021, 20, but what has 2020 taught you, bro? What has it taught you about America? About about our our, our the state that our country is wow. in. Uh, the the un- the instability of right. the United States I mean, right now. What's what's your thoughts?
1: Right,
0: cops, everything.
1: Um, everything I mean,
0: everything.
1: Yeah, it it it's sad that people can still just, you know, and I'll say people, like I don't even want to just say black people just it's 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 unfortunate that I mean, I guess I could say black people that black people are still getting shot dead in the street. You get what I'm saying? Like it like it's nothing. Um it's uh it's it's insane that we can just have a president that has no compassion or sympathy for mankind at all and um you know and we had a president he's gone now right but it's just it's just insane that in 2020 man we can still just have a divide so crazy between um i say white and minority <laughs> you know what i mean and so um all you could do is just sit back and i guess vote, try to make a change, do something to to try to make it better for our children and, and their children. But other than that, like I just try to just do what I do. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like I know, I know like on a deeper level, I, I you know I study a lot of different things and you know there's not like I have no control of just how, you know, I just have to sit right. back and watch the movie pretty right. much. You get what I'm saying? And so, um, and I just try to stay out the way, man, and just you know, just long no, as long as no one bothers my family or friends, then you know that's wonderful. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, man, it's it, it, it's kind of sad that uh, the United States is, is is in the state that it's in. It's it's insane that this disease can just take over our united, you know, take over the states with um, due to negligence of our leader. That's just insane.
0: Ladies and but, uh ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I just, I add, I just <laughs> want to pop my shit a little bit. Man, I, I'm fortunate enough, I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to get in a song with Sean, and we got a joint out called Pray to God, and his two verses and the thing about Sean yeah. Biggs man like the writing skills the songwriting skills it's always been so like sharp man brother it's it, if anything it's sharper than ever you know
1: and right I, I believe it we is. were talking off that record too. and we spoke <laughs> about how
0: our growth as a man and our, our growth as a man as we evolve and get older our writing will change our subject matters will change and you were telling me that you actually feel like you're you you got more to say now, you know, like you're more to say, more to rap about. Um, right. Those two verses that you did, man, for right. that joint, it really encompasses like how it is to be a minority, what it's like in America, feeling like that, and the, what's what's been happening in the country. And the second verse was really like you touched on a lot of things about how it is to grow up in the hood and grow up in this and grow up in Hispanics,
1: right? Because Yeah, and and grow up specifically, and and, and it relates to every other place around the world, too, right? But definitely, it relates to I
0: like how you showed unity. Yeah, your your verse shows unity for all people of color. And I think, yo, Sean, I don't know how much you hear this, man. Like, I hear so much consciousness in your music, you know? It's like like i know you're lyrical. right right right, I know right you're witty i know i know that and that's dope you've always been lyrical always been witty always had the, the word play metaphors but i i really think that you haven't tapped in fully on how conscious you can really really be when you want when you want to be i think right. when you want to be it comes out and it's there right. you know it's always been there
1: it's you always know been what's there. crazy um uh... No, it's it, it's always there, like, and it's just from me paying attention and, like, kind of having something to say. Like, I'm not too, like, my friends call me and they know everything that's going on politically, right? They, like, the president said this today and the CNN said this and whoever else said this and, and I'm, like, lost, right? Like, I know a lot about everything, but that's one thing which I can admit I don't know a lot about, right? Right, right, right. So, like... Just politics in general, right? Just having complete right. understanding from this side to that side, I, you know, for the most part, I, I, I have, I have some kind of understanding, but I don't have a lot, right? So when I, when I rap, I like to rap about <laughs> what I actually know, right? And so the, the other thing is speaking about MCs, right? And this is, goes back to your list because I always said Redman, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I said Death Squad, actually, right? But Another person who was instrumental Woo. to my growth is Common Sense. Right? So, if you think about Common Sense, like, nobody can rap more cool, conscious than Common Sense. Like, he makes rapping yeah. conscious like yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you want to rap like that, right? And, and he's so, a real so, um, MC. Don't get it fucked up. So, he and he's a real MC, right? So, like, so this is just comes from me being a student and listening to full albums and you know people like common he'll have a battle record he'll have a more um commercial one but then he'll have a more conscious like he like everyone just sprinkles like a little bit of everything right right so like so just listening to dudes like that and just having an understanding of how to make it sound dope like i also try to like not also just talk about some thing, like like if it's political or whatever it is like I just try to relate to real feelings right and um and then I try to find the real feeling and I try to put it uh in a cool way in a cool pattern <clears throat> in a cool technique so there's different layers of, <clears throat> of why you want to listen um, to it right
0: let me ask you this dog what would think you so? what's your advice 2021 brand new brand new era what's your advice for upcoming artists trying to get in this, trying to get in this business and you being a veteran, being a seasoned artist in the game, we've been through the peaks and valleys of the industry. Like what can you offer them advice?
1: Right. I I would just say my advice would just be Uh perfect your craft. And the more you perfect your craft, Mm. the easier everything becomes like, when you can press play on a song that you know 100% across the board everyone's gonna love, that's when you that's oh. that's when you, you've you made it, so to speak, right? And and don't stop until you're able to do that. Like, if you got a question if someone else likes it, then go back, then keep working. Work harder, right? But also don't think uh-huh. you need to sign to a, a, uh-huh. a label. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can figure out figure out how to find yourself some marketing. You know what I mean? If you might have a little job, whatever your job is, save it up and, and pay for some marketing so people can see you. If you got the right music, you never know what can happen, but nothing's better than, you know, what I think in, in my day. Right, right, right. It was about getting the major record deal, right? But now, I, and so my son's like, oh, whoa. you know, my son's chasing a deal and I'm telling him, you don't need a deal. Like, all you need to do is create the correct music and nowadays it's direct uh, to consumer. So you keep all the money, right? You can upload, your music is now uploaded yep. Yep. with yep. Uh, Spotify, yep. Tidal, all these places, right? You're in the same places <laughs> yep. as everyone yep. else is, right? Without yep. no label. So if you can figure out how to make it pop, you're selling direct to consumer and that's why when I look around, I'm like, I don't even know who little this is or 750 um, so-and-so. I don't know who this, these dudes are, but I can say, guess well. what? These little dudes are rich because they're selling. They, they don't need a deal. They don't even have a record deal. Like Most of these dudes, like I, I laugh. I'm like, yo. When I was coming up, <laughs> none of these dudes would have deals. Like none of these guys would have been at home yeah. still working on stuff, trying to come up, right? Like the, they would have never got on. But like now, figure out how you're gonna like make yourself marketable, and I gotta and sell I it. I right gotta, top. To I
0: gotta pick your brain a little bit. All right, let's do this. Jada or Styles P. Whoo! All right, big pun or J-Likis. big pun or Eminem. Woo-hoo! Me personally Daddy
1: Ooh, Daddy all King, right. As far I know. as
0: beats, Pete Rock or Primo?
1: All right. Primo all day for me. And I love, and I love Pete Rock. I love Pete. Oh, no, put me on these dudes. Oh, no, put me on Primo and Pete Rock, but I'm like, Jay Z's a million, Ooh. and um, Motherfuckers then it drops into the other second no beat more. after Back that. Like no yeah, those no that, more. yeah, Woo. man. Look, Rome's, Rome's could tell you, me and oh no. Every time we wanted uh, cuts, we wanted the primo cuts. <laughs> so all our songs have primo cuts. will um, do it for us. Top girl. two
0: hip, top three hip hop groups to you that really fucked you up. Top three hip hop groups.
1: Outcast, uh, Wu Tang, group. Um, man, I can't think of a third one. I'm trying to think of a third one. That's a Fucking nice. guys Effects.
0: Buster or DMX.
1: That's tough, Buster or DMX? Me. Hello, hello. It would hello. be but. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Early in my career, it would be Buster, but my uncle loved my uncle Kenny loved DMX, so he made <laughs> he made me listen to him every day. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh-huh. I, I love. I, I don't. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Buster. All
0: right. LL or Rock Him?
1: For me, LL.
0: Woo! Rock Him or G Rap?
1: For me, Rock (laughs) Him.
0: All right.
1: uh, Dre or DJ Quick on the beats? It's so funny you're saying this, bro. I gotta read this rhyme to you. Um, (laughs) Oh, you know what's crazy? (laughs) Uh, DJ Quick, his best friend was my neighbor. So DJ Quick, I used to talk to him over my fence every day, and we used to be uh, like, we used to be like, howdy neighbor, <laughs> like, for real? yeah, like, just and it's crazy. Like, if I seen him right now, he will remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um I gotta say, Doctor Dre. All
0: right, uh, a corrupt, corrupt or Daz. Correct. All right, dog pound or CNN? Dog pal. All right, top three rad man songs.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: My first name must be he ain't shit. The
1: be like he ain't shit. I'll be I'll that. Be that. I'll be yeah. That. Um, there's this one I heard it. <laughs> and it starts off like. With scratching, it's like, do, 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 and uh, Red Man's like, You need two Dr. Dre's to phone tap me. <laughs> like, I forgot what that song is. I used to love that song. <laughs> I don't know if it's on Muddy Waters. What is that one on?
0: It had to be after '97 because Phone Tap came out in '97. Okay, so whatever okay. Album that is, it had to be after '97. But, um, sure. but
1: I'm trying to think the best Red Man. Dude, like the thing about Redman, he made full albums with skits, right? So like I don't even know what the songs were called, bro. Like I was just enjoying song after song, skit after skit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I couldn't even give you three songs to be honest with you. I can't even remember the titles. I don't even know if I know the titles, but I know every rhyme.
0: Uh so the the way he raps on the goodness. Uh, welcome to Doc Two Thousand. Right, right. The way he raps on that is one of the finest displays of rapping. You know? <laughs> right. And and the way Andre, because it's funny how you say Outcast when your groups. The way Outcast spits on Chonky Fire on Stanconia, like little moments like that in hip hop shows who can really, really rap. rap right. Like Radman can rap. Like the goodness is an example. Like look how this guy raps. It's like he was the first Eminem, I'm not even gonna lie, like
1: yeah. like
0: what Redman raps about and the way he does it, it's just like, you can't say Eminem did not get some of that from Redman, oh like, he did,
1: he did like, but that's why I'm saying like but you see how Redman's the father nah, of nah, that he style. is, he is, and if you ask him like when you check, when you see him's um, top five or top whatever Redman, Redman's Red so on there every single time with him, and that's why I'm saying that's why I, I think that's why I love him because I heard the Redman in him, right? But let me <laughs> let me read this let me read this to you real quick. So it's mm-hmm. funny you the the people you brought up, right? Because I happen right, to write yeah. this rhyme, so I this I'm just jumping in it. But um, I say the big old kid from South Ox, more big than Tupac. More Jay than Dre, but hey, I'm way more M than Kim, I'd say, you get what I'm saying. So like for me, Eminem, um, you know people don't try to give him his credit, bro. But like I really do this. I'm really a student of this. And like if you don't give Eminem his credit, you got an issue. And I'm not gonna lie. Like even let me tell y'all a secret no one knows, right? Huh? Huh. The my Acon verse, right? And I always get yeah. high praise of it. That that's like my knockoff Eminem style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you can hear it. Like, if you listen to it, right. But like, yeah, that verse. I got so pumped up to write that verse. I was just like, I had to summon some Eminem in me. You get what I'm saying? And um, and I have no shame in saying that he's one of the dopest. And I was also signed. Big Chuck is who really signed Eminem at Aftermath. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. I'm signed by the same dude that signed in the M M&M where it all makes sense. Like, you know, it just all makes sense. And and like Big
0: Chuck really vouched for him to get him up there. Like Yeah, like,
1: I mean like Chuck Chuck was his man, you know, like Dre gets a lot of the credit because Dre has the bigger name, just like production wise, everything, right? But but, but Chuck was Chuck instrumental. Yeah, yeah Chuck was instrumental on on what was going on over there you know at one period of time so like it was an honor for me to know like you know the people that came before me and it puts me in that same light you know doing business with the same people so and nice. still like the crazy part is like me and Chuck that dude's like he's like a father figure to me and we're still cool to this day so um. Yeah, just dope. Just meeting dope people, man, and being around dope people. Nice.
0: What? What's snack?
1: So, okay, Jay-Z or Nas? Man, Jay-Z against anybody. Okay, cool. And I love All Nas. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Pac or Biggie?
1: Biggie. Biggie. Yo, man. I'm All more big look. than Tupac. The, the big kid, what I said, the, the big old kid from South Ox, more big than Tupac.
0: Oh man. So all right. Top two MCs that came out of Stone's Throw Records. Top two MCs that came out of Stone's throw records.
1: (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. Out of Stone's throw? Yeah. Um My person. Okay. Um No question. Oh no. Nice. And um the second uh metaphor.
0: (laughs) Nice. Top, top two pro, all right, two projects that ever came out of Stone Throw Camp, like the classic albums. What are the your favorite classics that came up out of Stone
1: Throw? Um, uh, Mad it Villain. It would have to be. See, to, to keep it one hundred, I'm not even up on Mad Villain, bro. I I have to admit it, like. I know it's some dope ass shit. You get what I'm saying? But like I'm not even up on it, but nothing's more classic than the first loop pack album. Oh, oh that,
0: that one put the hood on. <laughs> that that, put, that the put, the- on, put the city on. Put the
1: city on, right? <throat> right. I mean, that put Stone's throw on. That put everybody on. That put everyone that ever went through Stone's throw and put records out. That put them on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, not man. to mention um even Declaim, I, I forgot what album Declaim dropped on Stone Store, but like, um, see what people don't realize about Mad Lib Declaim gets the best beats from Mad Lib. <laughs> Just in case anybody's wondering who gets it. <laughs> Declaim gets the best beats. He,
0: he gets the dibs? He gets the first dibs? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's take a new school real quick. Griselda, West Westside West Gun, Conway, or or Betty the Butcher. Who was t- How would you rank? Three, two, one. Griselda. Who you? What's, what's that like? My
1: my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And this ain't like, you know, I love those dudes, right? But my personal favorites are in this order. And I listen to them dudes. They inspire me to start writing again. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So, um. Um. Damn. It would have to be. It would have to be. Uh, right now, I like Benny the Butcher. Woo! I like Westside. Yep. I like Conway.
0: Yeah. All right. But
1: but like you could you can clearly tell Conway is like. The MC's MC though. But you get what I'm saying? I feel you, but this last Benny, the album is like it's illmatic. Family. Benny, his hey, Benny's album. album like hey, hey the song the song with um Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. Oh I can't stop playing that record, bro. Like I got a rhyme where I'm saying I'm playing that record. <laughs> For real? Like, yeah,
0: like I I love that record, bro. I love that song. Yo, yo, Big, they say I'm a legend soon. I'm a legend now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, yep. they say, I'm a
1: legend soon. I'm a legend now. I'm a legend now. Oh man.
0: Okay, Wu-Tang. Top 3 for
1: Wu-Tang. Method Man. Ghostface. Um Raekwon.
0: Ooh.
1: All right. J. Cole or uh, Kendrick? For me, Kendrick.
0: For reals? Mm-hmm. All right. Drake or Meek Mills? Drake. Drake or Big Sean? Drake. Woo! Uh, ASAP Rocky or Wale?
1: ASAP Rocky or Wale.
0: Wow. 50 or Rick Ross? In 2020.
1: Rick Ross. In 2012. Rick Ross. Reals. See what people don't realize. <laughs> once again, I'm a student of the game. Yeah. What people don't give Ross the credit for, he, he killed Rick Ross off. I mean, he killed off 50 Cent. Rick Ross did. You think so? No one gives. Yeah, nobody gives. Because guess what? I watched it, bro. Like I said, I'm a student. Rick uh 50 Cent was making rec uh when everybody was clowning Rick Ross on the internet for being a cop or whatever they're saying he was right yeah. 50 was making videos going at Rick Ross every single day for real getting away from him doing the music for real right though. so what happened is what did Ross do? Ross just kept coming back with records so what happened is everybody was laughing at Ross but guess what you have the number one rapper making fun of you every single day right making videos every day the whole youtube is making parodies of ross it flip flop because now ross is bigger than you because he's making bigger records than you. yeah you get what i'm saying so if you look at 50 he's doing TV. nobody even cares about he's doing tv which is like he's super successful yeah. like 50 is one of my idols too i've always looked up the 50 just i mean how could you not right but like i'm just saying musically if you keep it 100 rick ross just the same way 50 took off john rule knocked him off rick ross knocked 50 cent off he just did it the long he he rope a dope you you get what i'm saying so now look at ross like from the status ross was at that time to now they're filming fucking um uh what's the new rick ross
0: got better better. the beats got it, it, it kept getting better it kept he getting left. better. If you listen to his he beat selection, it. he kept polishing it.
1: Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the thing about Fifty, here's one thing: when I signed to Universal, but Fifty got some classics too, though. Fifty got some shit. No, Fifty has 50 classics, right? So check this uh-huh. out. Chuck's coming straight off of a Fifty Cent Eminem album. He wants me to do all like huge records But Universal, saying, "Nah, we want him with Kanye. We want him with Static Selector." We want him with Easy Mo B. Oh, really? like we, we want him with those dudes first. He has these records. He could do 3 million with these records, but we, we want to start him from the bottom and grow into those records. Uh-huh. Chuck, on the other hand, coming off of 50 and all that, he's like, hell no, nah, we're going out with this one from the <laughs> gate, right? <laughs> but what I see is, to me, right, <laughs> when I look at it, yeah. 50 can't put out a record no more because he can't top that shit no more. He can't top fucking um in the club. You know, that was the big that was the that was the peak. That was like he can't top that shit. So how do you that was the how peak. do you come back? Like everything's gonna sound even if your shit sounds crazy dope. No matter if it sounds crazy dope. It's right? not
0: gonna top in the club. It's not gonna
1: sound like that shit, bro. It's not gonna sound it's not gonna have that effect. So like so, where that's one thing I learned, too. That's why it's just like, yeah, man, like, I tell these kids, like, you don't got to make that club single record song no more. If you make a dope-ass, like, like Dear Mama, you make you a dear, like, and Declaim used to tell me this. Declaim used to always say, make a song you could play for your mother, right? And Declaim used to be like, yo, make a dear mama, right? Now, don't know... Fucking no radio song gets played more than Dear Mama.
0: (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So it's like,
1: yeah, these are jewels that you that you can give the kids. Or it's like, bro, just rap real shit. Like you're not in the club popping bottles. Most of these dudes ain't right. Like, and that only resonates so deep with the listener. But if you talk about if you talk about Dear Mama. We all have a mama. You get what I'm saying? We all can relate to the love of a mother where it resonates so much deeper than um, some surface ass bullshit club record. And, and and even if you look at Kendrick, like, Kendrick doesn't make the typical club record. Songs. He's does making like, he does not. He's making real life in the rhythm and feel good. You get what I'm saying? And that shit resonates way deeper. Mm-hmm.
0: Yo, Lloyd Banks or Fab?
1: Me personally, Fab.
0: <laughs> uh, um, Murder Mook or J. Mills on the bat on Murder. the battle tip, Mar- on the battle tip?
1: Yeah, right, Murder Mook. Wow.
0: Um, yo, man, Bigs. That's that's really cool. Like. You definitely dropped Jules on me throughout the years too, and how to approach this, and how to approach writing, and shouts to King Harris. You guys always like believed right. in me, always gave me props and believed in me, man. It means a lot, it means right? A lot. That kept the brother going, yeah. kept the brother going. Um, what 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 music can we expect? What's the what's the plans for 2021 for uh, for Sean Biggs musically?
1: Musically, musically, musically. I right now I'm just taking the executive role. Like people want me to drop records. I, that may have He got happened. him He so got him Ladies and Jets, um, Trust me He got the records Yeah I got <laughs> he, some he's records sitting, He's sitting um, on Some
0: crazy shit Yeah yeah
1: Woo Um <laughs> I'm about to drop Uh I have an artist Named Havana Ginger Yeah <laughs> Who's a Former adult star Speak on it Speak on it And um Yeah so we've been Working on music And um We're We're gearing up We're about to shoot A video next week And we're gearing up To um drop her project and so uh my son he's recording um we're about to shoot videos with him and then uh gear up and get ready to drop his stuff so yeah we're just we're just uh we're just trying to get everything like we know what we're doing like you know i'm working hand in hand with declaim declaim just came off of uh you know, they just got nominated for a Grammy. They were at the Grammys this year. He got
0: nominated for which uh, one? For, he got nominated
1: uh, for uh, his wife. Oh Georgia. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: dope, dope, dope.
1: So he, so you know, he's the executive producer. Nice. Ah, oh, sick. So, and so, Congrats, like, yo, yeah. So we're just, we're just working and we're just developing artists, and um, we're just looking to continue dropping. Music, man, that's These it. Music, Jets, me, no. and Sean
0: Biggs got one joint together, you know, in the stash, and the yep. stash. You got that one in the stash. Yeah. Um, I got I got another one to send you. Remember that beat loop, that beat looped up? Yeah, 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 I yeah. did two verses. Yep. I ah. did two verses on that, okay. and I did two hooks. I left the third okay. one for you. Let me okay. mix it first, and then when this all mixes in our end, I'll send you the mp3 already with my vocals mixed in. And if you're okay. if you're down with the third verse, it's all yours. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I already, I already started something. I already got something going Yeah, that, nice. So.
0: I'm really excited for the songs, for the music we got uh, ha- happening and the, the music we got together coming out. And, man, I'm really humbled that I, I got a chance to, like, really put you on the podcast and you taking the time. You've been an inspiration, bro, for so many years to me. Thanks for being there, and thanks for inspiring me and my friends, you know, to do something better. Thanks for, like, inspiring me to letting it be known that it's okay to... Um, to want more. It's okay to reach and go for it, you right. know? Right, me, right. Me Definitely. and Ricky learned a lot from you, bro. We watched you. You inspired right. me
1: and Ricky. Hey, and shout- hey, shout out to Ricky, man. Like Shouts. you know, the same way you guys watched me, I was watching y'all and, and, and Ricky got trip out because I know like I you know, I feel like I'm I'm an instrumental oh, part man. in his early development of him just like Wanting to be down with the culture, right? So when I see Ricky traveling oh, the world yes. and hosting World of Dance, when I know where he started in the front yard, figuring it out with cardboard, that shit's amazing to me. I was telling her oh, No, no, yeah. So, like, that's my little bro. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, that's...
0: Me and, that's me and Ricky is. looked up to you all these years, and I was telling Stacey, stays... Your brother sent me a, a song to hop a verse, Stace, I'm nervous, like, 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 I don't know why I'm nervous right now, like, I told Stacy, yo, Stace, I wrote three verses, I don't know which one to pick, and like, Stacey put the battery ah. like, yo, Marlon, congratulations and take advantage, and I was like, you know what, I just gotta, I have to do this, and I can't keep Sean waiting, like, Sean asked you to do a record. You don't take your time. You hop on it. (laughs) You hop on it. Right, right. So I had to do what I had to do, man. Thank you so much. At the end of the day, bro, I'm still a fan of your music. And I know you got to go. It's been a a pleasure talking to you, bro. Let's keep building. And I wish nothing but success and health
1: for your family and loved ones, bro. I appreciate it. Likewise to you also. Sean
0: Biggs. Ladies and gents, MD Podcast, we did it. Yo, bigs, peace, peace, y'all.
1: One love. I'm going to put you
0: in the text. One. Okay.